hello. Welcome to another episode of What, what the, the Fuck. fuck? So I'm really, I'm excited about all of our episodes, but I'm, I'm really excited about today's because I know I'm going to uh, learn a ton. But as usual, I'm going to start out with our quote of the day. But today, it's not a quote. It's actually song lyrics from one of my favorite U2 songs. Somebody stepped inside your soul. Somebody stepped inside your soul. Little by little, they robbed and stole till somebody else was in control. God knows it's not easy taking on the shape of someone else's pain. God, now you can see me. I'm naked, but I'm not afraid. My body's sacred, and I'm not ashamed. That's a song called The Troubles by U2. That's beautiful. Isn't it? That's great. So I'm going to just, you know, not hesitate here and just pass the ball over to the awesome Hoyt to take over. Thank you, and I'm very happy to have her. Very special guests here, Deborah Janani Moon. <laughs> Thank you. you know, and uh, she's kind of a. For some of you, you might recognize her from the TV show Seduced. Yes, that she was part of the girls, you know, involved with the the Nexium cult, and um, and Deborah is an actress and a comedian and an artist. Yes. Am I yes. leaving anything out? I mean, well, I mean, right, <laughs> right now I don't know who I am, to be honest. I'm just yeah. finding myself. That's really the truth. Right. Yeah. But right. yes, I do love acting and writing and art, and I will always do that, but it's more shaping into a new thing, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean one of the things I've discovered in my uh, so-called aftermath and it was one of the things that was recommended was to kind of embrace the creative arts yes because you know you come out of these situations you've been traumatized on some level right and uh, a lot of times your self-esteem has been diminished because mm-hmm. of the involvement of these groups <laughs> and mm-hmm. you know the, the what they recommended was the creative arts is a way to recognize that we have abilities that allow us to be expressed in ways that um, we we wouldn't imagine till we do it, and that that lens that we're carrying, which is part of it, is this experience that we're kind of maybe feeling carrying a little shame around, whatever, can actually be the I like to say the um, the gasoline for the creative engine, you know. And so, uh, so I um, I encourage you to pursue all those creative stuff because I I know you're I, I was looking at uh, you sent me I think a picture of one of your art pieces. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, so. I started that in the pandemic actually, like mm-hmm. five months ago. I just wanted some color, yeah. color, color because everything seemed so dark and gray. And so I I always wanted to paint. Yeah. Actually, I just thought, oh, I'm going to do that when you know I booked a TV show or whatever. Right. And I realized, like, why? Why mm. am I waiting? Like this waiting for permission, basically. So I started painting. I really love it. So now I'm just putting it on different things, on pillows, on blankets, and and still writing. I'm writing. I'm writing. Great. Great. But, well, yeah. that's I, they. Uh, that's one of the I found one of the most constructive things to do. Uh, but I want to yes. go back to the beginning, and this, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of nice to. <laughs> Now, everyone wants to know kind of how it starts, but it's also kind of nice to know kind of where you were and what you were thinking in your life when you when this even crossed. I mean, I kind of like, I always refer to it as the perfect storm. You know, there's, we're at a place in our life and then mm-hmm. certain things fall in place and then this event starts to happen, which takes our life on this new tangent. So, um, in your own words, I'd love to kind of hear like where you were, what you were kind of thinking and then how this kind of thing came about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Um, yeah, I mean, to be, just to use one word, it was yeah. just really 
a place of complete isolation, I think, and mm-hmm. loneliness. Because I'm from Europe, and I moved here for acting specifically, and it was going well somewhat, somewhat not. And I was, I don't know, four years out of acting school, and I made some connections, but nothing. I would always come close to a, a right. big hit, and I wouldn't book it. And right. it would just tear me down, to be honest. Like, right. I would think, oh, I'm not good enough, and it would trigger all, all of my kind of insecurities mm-hmm. and sure. your shit I mean honestly like I'm right. not gonna That's lie everybody has their shit so right. yeah and I was really really in a bad place like really sad really I felt helpless and powerless I think and overwhelmed because I think it's just, no I know not I think I know it was the first time where I lived completely by myself in a foreign city mm. um, my boyfriend who moved with me we broke up and he moved back so, oh wow, yeah, are we? No, it's okay. Oh. So, yeah, my boyfriend who moved with me um, moved back, and I live by myself and trying to make ends meet in LA, and especially combining it with an acting career, it was just a lot. And for the first time, I was really exposed to myself with myself, right. with everything that happened in my childhood, I had a very traumatic childhood. Um, and it just all came bubbling up like a sure. volcano. And mm-hmm. I was just really, really depressed and down. And my friend at the time was taking classes in ESP. And he kept saying, like, this is the greatest thing. It helped me so much, Deb. I love you so much. Can you explain what ESP is? For ESP the is Executive Success Program, which is in Nexium. In Nexium. Great. Um, it's one of the sub-programs of the Nexium umbrella. There's many programs that they created, mm-hmm. of course, because there's never-ending problems all, all, to solve. very expensive. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And yeah. so you always keep growing, which yeah. is the truth, but it also can you know, lead you to this vicious cycle of, well, you're never good. You're never right. good. It's never good all enough. You're never good enough. Always a right. carrot in front exactly. of you. And yeah. there's... And there's you never complete. Like, right. but now I think like, well, complete is such a Scientology word. Right. But right. I feel yeah. like that's the perfect word because the realization is to like, well, I have my shit, but I'm also okay. And right. now it's how to work with that. Like yeah. every human being on this earth. Like, right. But anyway, so my friend was really <clears throat> convincing me in the sense of like, this is going to help you, Deb. And he really, it took him like many months because I was very resistant, especially because of the money. It's like, what, $3,000? I don't, I'm already struggling to even pay my rent. Like right, now I'm supposed right. to come up with 3K for somebody that I don't even know. And, but I was, like I said, I was, if I was in a very emotional place and very down and powerless. And I just wanted a light at the end of the tunnel, to be yeah. honest with you. Mm-hmm. So, and the way, I think what really gave me hope was because Mark Vicente, who did The Vow on HBO, he was the one to talk to me right one day before their new intensive started here, actually really close here to Pico and Olympic. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Really? yeah, 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 really close. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Like I, come, I, I was driving here and I was thinking about that. I was like, wow, this is really close to yeah. the first startup day wow. that I did. But the night before Mark talked to me, at 10 p.m. or somewhat in my car, in my shitty car, like I remember <laughs> so bad in my shitty car. Um, and I couldn't believe he was listening to me. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds really sad, but I felt heard sure. and I felt understood. Yeah. And I do believe he meant it. I don't, yeah. I don't believe right. Mark was acting or anything. His intentions were pure yes. at that time. Yes. I believe you. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I felt like that. And I felt like also a male figure. Like right. I was alone and I yeah. felt like knowing as a young woman, not having 
the strength in yourself yet, you lean on male figures. I did. Right. And I felt very nurtured and heard. And so I was like, okay, let's give it a go. And I told him like, listen, I don't have $3,000. And he's like, okay, you can come and do the startup day and just pay monthly and then come monthly. So I was like, okay. So the $3,000 dropped to 300 a month. Right. So, of course, that that's was part it. of it. I was yeah. like, well, what's my excuse at this point? And I, I felt like, well, I don't want to give up on myself. I really want to grow. There's got to be something I can do. Right. And I don't want to move back. I really didn't want to move back at that right, point. Right. I was not over what happened with my parents. Right. So it's it was I was like stuck in this corner of like I it felt like at least to me, obviously it's all right. an internal sure. <laughs> no. right. perception of me being stuck in a corner. Um and so I said yes and I went to the startup day and Sarah Edmison, also from the Vow, mm-hmm. she did the startup day with me and um yeah it wasn't it was weird because I was I wasn't really paying attention too much. And at the same time, a lot of things triggered me. It was a weird in-between because we started doing the ESP handshake, which has to do with hierarchy and who's already more ahead on their journey and who knows more. So the head, the, oh. their hand is above mine. And, I, and then they asked me, well, were you triggered by that? And I was like, yes, because... I don't want anybody above me. Right, right. And so it was an interesting mix between, well, I already am triggered by this, but I ignored it because I think I just felt like, oh my God, I can, you can just breathe out and just, and just right. you know, right. these people are going to help me. transparent. Yeah. Yes. Right. right. And so that's really how it started. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And Mark, I mean, obviously I was very moved, like, wow, this stranger is listening to me. And yeah. he also is a movie a filmmaker, sorry. Right. He's also a filmmaker, mm-hmm. and I love that. And I watched What the Bleep Do We Know when I was 20. Right. So for me, I was like, oh my God, I'm yeah. meeting Mark. You know, yeah. he had no idea about that. But right. but for me, it was like, wow, I'm meeting this person who made this movie that really had an impact on me when I was in Europe. So, so th- coming together, like these timelines of us meeting, it was very, I'm a spiritual person. For me, it's like, oh my God, that means something. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I really liked his movie. <laughs> so, so, right. so, how how long were you involved? Um, not that long, only two and a half years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because right. I was more towards the end. I was obviously towards right, the end. Right. And yeah, some stuff that started happening towards the end. I was very like, hold on, I did not sign up for this. So right. I was very well, and, back. and that's I think might be interesting to kind of catalog, you know, you know, concisely as best as possible. But the evolution of how you get more involved, you know, um, because, you know, we talked about it a little bit off camera. It's always important to talk about two and a half years. There's still reasons why you stay. So there's certain yeah. things that are working, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And then there's always things that aren't working. And eventually there's a, a balance where the, the not working starts to take over. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then we find our way out. But I think it's important to kind of talk about that kind of spectrum of, of what was working for you and what wasn't and then what kind of leads up to the point where you're like, ah, you know, and then how that happens, you know, and, you know when you decide to take off or how you, so, so yeah, take us through that kind of journey for you. Okay. So we started basically, I started on a monthly program, meaning we had class twice a week in Venice and in Santa Monica. And I really liked the community. Right. I really liked meeting with people twice a week structure because right. at the point I had no structure. I was trying yeah. to just mm-hmm. pay my bills. I didn't know what I was going to do with my acting. I was really disillusioned because it took me a lot to move here. I was very angry and frustrated about sure. that, to be honest. Sure. I was like, well, I invested all these things right. and now you're straight 
friend in here to just become a waitress. Nothing against that. But that's not why right. I work yeah. my ass off. Sure, you know, sure. It's the truth. Right. Uh, and I know a lot of people feel this way. So I liked the structure it gave me. I knew like, okay, Tuesday and Thursday, or when was it, Monday and Wednesday, sometimes we switched it, we're going to meet. And also I really appreciated everybody was really real, like mm-hmm. about this is what I like and this is what I'm struggling with. And especially right. in LA, yeah. <laughs> I was Defined. like, oh my God, it's like realness. Refreshing. Yes, Refreshing. Real is yeah. rare. Real is yeah. rare. Like it's, that's how yeah. I feel. And yes. my heart just was like, oh, I'm not the only one who's fucked up. Okay. There's a lot of people. Right. Like, we and all are. <laughs> exactly. And, and, but it's not a big deal. It was like, yeah, I did that yeah. too. And so because of that lightness, I was like, we could actually connect deeper for the fun stuff too, sure. yes. which was beautiful. And yes. I loved it. And I really liked that we were talking philosophically, spiritually. I mean, for me, I heard it through a spiritual lens, even yes. though ESP is not a spiritual program. Right. But certain things they said, I heard it through my spiritual understanding. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like for mm-hmm. me, it was really helpful. Right. And I loved that we were able to just be so honest about everything. And people who who want to go somewhere and, and create something true the true to themselves, I felt like right. So I really appreciated it. And the classes, I mean, I I was mentally stimulating mm-hmm. again because I felt like I wasn't stimulated in that time for such yeah. a long time. Just you know, doing a day job, paying bills. Yeah, it was so dull and boring and not. Not what I thought it was going to do in LA. <laughs> really yeah. not. Like, yeah. Not the original vision. Yeah. So it's really like a crumbling, like a shattering of the illusion what you think LA was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that's very common, especially in the comedy scene and the sure. comedy scene. Like a lot of people talk about that. And I appreciated the honesty. And also, there are a lot of people who were actually working. Like Mark was a filmmaker. Yeah. There are a lot of actors that I met that are actually working. Mm-hmm. So right. I felt inspired to be around these people and grateful and somewhat honored in a weird way. Now I don't feel this way anymore. But obviously, I still felt like, well, they know something that I don't know. So mm. I can yeah. learn. And Something's working for them. Yeah. Let me find out what it is. Exactly. Yes. And... And just having guidance. I right. wanted guidance. Like, you know, when you go, <laughs> there's a scene, like in a movie, she goes and confesses and she says, just tell me what to do. Just tell me. She breaks down in confessional booth and she just tells him, the priest, like, tell me what to do. And I think that's what I wanted. Yeah. Just somebody tell me what to do and then it's going to be fine. Yeah. Right. Obviously, nobody can do that for you. Um, right. <laughs> and a lot of the classes were really good. I mean, to be honest... Communication tools are really great. Listening tools are mm-hmm. really great. And also being able to slow down the process of a trigger. Mm. Because I was so triggered and I didn't want this internal chatter anymore. And oh my God. And I wanted to be in my power that I right. also knew that I had inherently somewhere yeah. that we all have. And I just wanted to connect to that. And so slowing down, and that was part of the EM, Exploration of Meaning. That's right. a... um how do you say that? A not a program, a uh, a system. How do you a break, process? A process, or, yeah. perfect. A process. How to break down a trigger? It really helped me because it was like it's okay. You can feel it, and you're not going to die. Right. And that is something that I will always be grateful forever, forever. 
to well, ESP. I, know, I mean, when, when mm-hmm. I was um, watching, I remember the first episode of The Vow, they did a really great job about, yes. you know, where I'm yeah. like, God, you know, I've been in a cult, but this sounds pretty cool. I kind of yeah. want to take that test. Right. You know, I was like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, but yeah. That, I think that's so important to tell the story that way that, you know, it, it, you're not a loony person who's being attracted to a bunch of other loony people. It feels very grounded. It feels like there's something really good happening. Yes. Yeah. A lot of very good. I mean, most of the information most cults use is like very legitimate scriptures and, you know, the very legitimate facts and things. And of course, once you, I find that once you've kind of identified someone as a truth teller on some level, mm-hmm. then you just say, oh, well, I'll just trust whatever they say. And that's where you kind of start to go down the rabbit hole. But it doesn't happen because they're firing a ton of bullshit at you. Normally no. there's a lot of valid stuff coming yes. at you. You're going, so I was laced with the truth. Yeah. Always. So it's, so it's, it's, yeah. it's really fascinating here because that's, that's what I thought was great about that entry point into that that you know show was like oh this is a good yeah. way to tell the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. EMs are very powerful, and it, they did help me. Yeah, they did. Like you know, I still sometimes know the process, and I do it to myself. Like because right. I just done it so much that right. I know how to slow down, and right. it really helps you. Like people, like I, I watch people now when I go, they're so triggered, and to stay in your in a calm space and just. Watch yourself having an emotion right. is a very powerful place mm-hmm. to be because otherwise you just act upon emotion. You're reactive. You're running around like a hamster. And that is not what I want in my life. I'm, that's right. tiring. <laughs> it's a tiring rat race. Right. And so that I will always be grateful for. It, well, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's such an important part of the recovery process is taking the good from it all and, and yeah. realizing that there are some things that you really learned that were valuable. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I feel the same way. But there's always a point where the... Uh, the cracks start becoming, you know, in the veneer, and I'm kind of curious how turn that in, they turn into earthquakes. The <laughs> yeah. cracks so. you can no longer avoid. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when you I don't know. I'm laughing uh, so much about it now, but yeah. it's true. weird. It's yeah. like yeah. looking back now. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. But the good thing is, and I think that's what really saved me for the better lack for the better word. Like I've I've always been very spiritual. I just mm-hmm. knew I'm a spirit on this earth. I've been here before. Right. Mm-hmm. This is not like the first time. And they always, they, sorry, i got to go back. They always said, well, that's not something that you can prove factually or there is no data to back it up. Like there's no science, almost scientific data right. because ESP is very built on repli- um, repeatable data. Can you do something and repeat it again and again? That means you're over your issue, which mm-hmm. is in, in theory true, mm-hmm. but... They wanted me to lose my intuition. They wa- they were like, well, L- how do lose you... Lose your intuition? Well, they didn't say it like that. But oh. when I said, when we were going, when I was going through something, I would describe to my coach, well, this and this, what's going on? I think I should do this and this. She's like, well, how do you know? It's like, well, my intuition is telling me this. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, but that's not something that you can um, factually prove with data. And you cannot repeat it. And I was like, well, in my opinion, that's not true <laughs> because <laughs> right. I've done it before. Yeah. And yeah. B, I was very, I had a strong boundary of never going to give, I'm never going to give up. I'm going to go back. I had a very strong boundary of never giving up my intuition. I was like, no, mm-hmm. this is where it ends for me. I am not giving up my spirituality. I'm here. Right. I'm A, I'm paying. What right. the fuck? Like, right. I am paying. Like, right. Why do you right. tell me what to do? Like, right. yeah. And so they would always tell me, well, you're so defiant. That's their word to right. start to break you. If you sure. ask me sure. things that were starting to become weird, a lot of feedback. So they're big on feedback. Right. Yeah. They introduced this 
model. Like, can I give you feedback, Michelle? And then you have to say like, yes or no. Obviously, you can consent to it because they were big about consent in a weird way. Right. <laughs> and it wasn't. Well, no, it's, 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 yeah. like, it's like feigned informed consent. It's like we're saying the words, but we're not actually doing that. No, right? exactly. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 So they... The feedback was a lot like where you're so defined and that's why you're not having ABC in your life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And for me, it was like I grew up in a very, very controlled household and I was like, no, I'm not. I fled that yes, place. So right. I'm not going back to another place right. that will control me. And right. so I was like, fine, you can call me defined all you want. I don't yeah. care. I'm going to come back for the classes and take what I need and everything. And, and people it. really liked me, you know, they were, mm. they were not mean. The most mean stuff that I've experienced was at V-Week, which mm. is um, basically a summer camp where we all go to upstate New York to Lake George and celebrate Keith's birthday for 10 days. And that's What does the V stand for? Vanguard, which is his, oh, right. his would, name. His, name. his, his title. Name. His title, his title yeah. that yes. he wants to be addressed V -week. with. Yeah. And yeah, so the defiance was one thing that really started to push me away. And then also the fact that they kept saying well if you don't join if you don't join the coach um, path which is becoming a coach in ESP nice. you will not get over ABC and I was like so you're telling me that everybody else in the world who is not doing the coach path right is never gonna get yeah, over right, right. <laughs> like yeah. to to use your right. theory yeah. I'm gonna yeah. you know I'm gonna and what, how did, what did they say to that they didn't say anything <laughs> because what are you gonna say to that yeah. they know like there's mm -hmm. no, it's they're, like a lawyer. I'm, right. I'm trying to corner them. Like, okay, yeah. you want to prove your statement? We're going to prove it. All right. You, I, it's I, a let, false prove premise. It. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So show me the evidence. Right. And I was, it's all on data, right? Yeah. Right. So I started to use the that weapons against, against them. them. I was like, okay, <laughs> Good for you, you want the data? Fine. Um, so that was one thing I really, I felt very cornered. Like, right. why? Pa I don't want to be a coach. And so, and then it would say, well, we can't tell you this and this about the program. We well, cannot. So now they're withholding information. Now they're withholding, right. exactly, exactly, perfectly worded. They're like, well, we can't help you with this issue because if you were going to take this class or this coach path, then we could look at that. Wow. And I was like, like Scientology. You were climbing no. their bridge. I know. Yeah. And I, like, if you go to conventional therapy, that's not. How yeah. a therapist would say it to right. you, right? Like, well, no, we cannot talk about this yet because of yeah. you know you haven't paid me this much. <laughs> yeah, money. you haven't come right. to <laughs> exactly. You haven't paid this <laughs> much on, money. On, right? on, 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 yeah, episode twenty-one. Once you've been here, then we'll uh, yeah we'll get. To yeah, it wasn't here. an organic like yeah. what I feel like an organic healing journey yeah. of like, well, now I want to go here. Now the whole point is to become free, right? Isn't it right. why we're doing right. all this to become internally free and to be happy and I felt like more and more it was closing in and we week again was an eye opener because I was um again I did not have the money to go but then they're like well if you can do photography then you can come for free and it was also again Mark who convinced me so Mark mm -hmm. and I had a very tight bond I loved Mark very much I still love Mark uh, yeah, yeah I still love him it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's weird we, we're not talking we're not in contact but mm -hmm. I I really feel for him. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah. And, um, well, he, I mean, listen, he's a victim in this as well. Yeah, yeah. he is. He is, yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. He was Keith's best friend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's surreal. So, anyway, every week I was a photographer and that gave me a position of being a fly in the wall because mm. basically oh, they right. made me shoot six hours a day, which that's another point. They always were big on, like, well, 
you we're all we're going to do a fair exchange. They were teaching us fair exchanges in the cult. Mm. So if I give you this, you, how much value does it have, and how much are you going to give in return? So they calculated six hours a day of photography plus editing of how many hours was an equal to a two two and a half thousand dollars that we would have cost. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, because honestly. And they gave me a shitty room, which pissed right. me off. It was right. disgusting. It was cold. And there was a bathroom on the floor. So I went to them. I was like, this is not a fair exchange. Right. Because I worked as a photographer at that time for a company. Mm-hmm. And I made like a thousand a day. Right, right. So you're right. telling me two and a half thousand dollars for 10 days. Yeah, and I don't even have my own bathroom. Because I right. asked them, can I be in a, in a better hotel, in a better room? And they're right. like, no, you're defiant. And I was like, no, this is not a fair exchange. And I will not edit any photos. I will shoot. I'm not editing. We were a team of photographers. Everybody else at the end of the day, till in the wee hours, were editing. And I just was like, good night. Good night, everybody. I'm (laughs) going to my room. Good for you. And I have my own room, thank God. Yeah. Because I did not want to share with a stranger. I don't care just because you're an ESP. doesn't mean you're my buddy. Right. Sorry. Like, yeah. So, Vivek... A lot of people got sick, which is really weird. I did not get sick like that. The people are vomiting. I don't know. It was like, now I'm thinking like, did something, did somebody put something in the food? I don't know. I went in my head. I went somewhere. Yeah. But I had a little fever. That was it. And they would not back off. They would come to my door like, you got to shoot. Are you feeling better? This is not a fair exchange. I'm like, you know what? Wow. Like, yeah. yeah. I just did not open the door. It's like, no. I'm not feeling better. And so Vivek was a big turning point. I also, I was when Nancy yelled at me in front of everybody for the, I met her the first time in person. Wow. She. And she teed off on you? Yeah, because I had a question. We had a Jeunesse meeting, which is the women only meeting where we talk about what it means to be a woman and sexuality and how to interact with men and all that stuff. And. And how to be an empowered woman. And I asked her something about, well, I always have a hard time with, at that time, a hard time with men. And I don't recall the exact question, but it was more along the lines of like, well, I have a hard time dating and it's not working. And she's like, yeah, because you're a a big middle finger walking around in front of everybody. That was my first interaction. She's never met me. She's never talked to me. But of course, I know things you know, go up the lines right, behind. Right, right. right. She's so, hurt. Behind your back. Yes. And because you're so defiant. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, she's gotten the, the defiant. And then know. she also came, but then it was weird. She came to me after. She's like, well, if you always, if you ever want to talk, here's my number. So I got her number privately very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so those were things. So I, I just, I wanted to go home, actually. I, I asked a couple people, can you drive me to the train station? I don't want to do this. Anymore. I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And nobody drove me. And it was like outside of, you know, upstate right. New York. Right. There's no public transportation. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to stay. And I watched. I just watched. I felt like it was really a blessing to be a photographer because I was just sitting there like, what? is going on this is not because you're forced to have a distance when you're a photographer you're an observer immediately and you see people differently you see oh yeah you see their behavior and they also they forget about you because it was week. so I was able to really observe people you become somewhat anonymous in that position with the camera separating you from them absolutely yeah and then I was not allowed to keep any photos even though they're beautiful I had to give them away and sign that I don't have them I was allowed to post them which is another thing I'm like why are we here then why am I here yeah Mm -hmm. taking photos just for you like 
it was really weird. And I mean, there are other things that my, I just, as an Italian, the food was disgusting. I was like, right. I did not, I'm working for nothing. Right, like, right, right. And then there was a group shot that we did at the end of the week and there was a ladder, a high ladder, like with, you had to go all the way up and nobody was securing the ladder. They're like, okay, Deb, go up, take the photo. I was like, I'm not going up if somebody is not securing yeah. the yeah. ladder. I'm not doing this. And they're like, oh, you're so defiant. And then yeah. three people gave, came and gave me feedback. It's like, so you want me to risk my safety for yeah. a stupid group photo? I'm not right. doing it. So it was a lot of like pushback. And then a lot of men would hit on me too in the week. It was really interesting. And mm. I was seeing a guy, but not really. It doesn't matter. I was just not into anybody. Mm. Yeah. And I... I they were, they were too nice for me. I guess I was like, that was a bad boy face. So I had like a bad boy boyfriend at home in LA. So I was, which is weird. He kind of protected me mm-hmm. from right. going into a relationship with those people. But a lot of men wanted to go on right. walks with me. Oh. You want to go on walks in, in the woods? <laughs> and I was like, no, thank you. None like, of that sounds good. My mama told me otherwise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Walks little, red, woods, little Red Riding Hood. Yeah. Men. yeah, with, with uh, and they tried to convince me to, a lot of times they tried to, enroll me in more programs right, during the week, like Jeunesse and right. the men and women's program and this program. And yeah, it was weird. So, the men so, were like, really like. So how far in your journey is that the V week? The V week was like two years two in. Two years in. Okay. So yes. half a year later, you're kind of. No, like, okay. So two years in and then like in V week really gave me a break. That's like August. Yes. Yeah. And then in. 2018, is it 17 or 18? I don't know, the years when I got pitched for DOS. Right. So that's like half a year in between. Yeah. Oh, so, so you, back oh, up. You got pitched. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But um, that's, We Week was a big eye opener just right. to answer when, when you asked so this, me. So that put you kind of at, at, you were kind of on the fence at that point? You kind of, yeah, I came back to LA yeah. and I, I immediately told them I don't want to do ESP anymore. And right. so they, because I don't feel like it's helping me because A, I was still not working as right. an actor, or as a right. writer. I still had no money right. and I still felt like, well, I feel a little bit better, but nothing really substantial is happening. Yeah. And after this week experience where I also met Keith, that's another turning point. I met Keith every week and I had a private conversation with him like you're even closer than that. Like right. he was like, yeah, right. No, even closer. Like his face yeah. was like right. here. Right. Didn't and he get up close to everybody and kiss them on the lips? Yeah, and- that, that's another thing which I photographed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I never did this. I was yeah. like, I'm not gonna. I did. I I didn't kiss anybody. Yeah. Um, a wee week. Um, but that conversation with Keith was also a part where it was weird because there's a volleyball game that they always play in Albany. And I was staying two days extra with my friend um, after wee week. And I was sitting there. It was really cold and just watching them play. I didn't want to play. And Keith stops the game and he comes over to me. And everybody's like, oh, my God, you're so lucky. Oh, my God, he's talking to you. <gasps> you're so lucky. Like this, this, this admiration. Yeah. And so he talked to me and we talked about, um, he told him what I do. And he's like, are you cold? Are you feeling okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I'm okay. And it was very intimate and close. Like, and also, I have to say, intimate. It's a weird word to choose, but it was. It was. Mm-hmm. Like he looked me straight in the eyes. Right. I never forget. I, I just looked at him. Yeah. And it's a moment of like, mm-hmm. it, there was nothing else going on. I just looked at him. Right. Right. And we started talking about. I was taking photos of breastfeeding women at the time, and so we obviously, which led to sex. Like you know, yeah. breastfeeding. 
I don't know, just connects to sex quickly. quickly and we right. talked about sex and power and he told me to read a certain book. And then he said, well, if you want, we can start talking privately. I would love, <laughs> yeah. you know, to to talk about this with you and explore this with you. And and I was like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And then I left and I went to bed. And that night I woke up and I just cried. And I was, and I, all I was thinking, Keith was in my head. All I kept thinking about was him. And I just cried. And I didn't understand why because he didn't do anything to right. me in that moment. And then he added me on Facebook and he started poking me and poking me. And I and he's like, do you want to set up time? And I, and I said, yes. But internally, I felt no. Right. I mm-hmm. just said yes. But then I never, we never did it. Right. I, yeah. I never followed through, through with it yeah. at all. So I went back to LA and I told them, done with ESP. And they're like, well, you should take Origins because Origin is a more emotional program. Would help you more. It's like, fine, I'll I'll try it. I did that. And I was also in the Jeunesse group as, uh, at the same time, which is the women's group you would meet right. once a week. Right. And that's another eye-opener because in that class, I mean, everything is blamed on the woman. Everything. Everything, everything. And how women were described were not the women I grew up with. Wow. Women are lazy. Women are princesses. Women want everything for free. <laughs> women don't work. Women are parasites. Women are abusive. And I was like, this is not my upbringing, yes, my did, mom was a Did you push back? I and, pushed back, yeah, yeah. and they did not like that. Like, right. well, just try it on. This is another word. Just try, try it, it on. on. Try it on. Try it on. And I was um, in the class with a friend of mine, and she's a very strong feminist, lesbian woman, and she also pushed back. So right. I was like so thankful she was right. sitting right next to me. I was like, yes. Oh, <laughs> I good. Was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Because, yes, my mom was abusive towards me, but she was a hard worker. She was definitely, she was not somebody who just was right. a princess. Right. We had a hard time. Like, I helped her clean as a kid. This is not, like, I was like, how can you say this about my mother? You yeah. do not get to say this about right. my mom. Right. And I'm not going to back down. This is my family, even though, the, you know, it was fucked up. I'm not doing this. This is where my line is. I still love them. Mm-hmm. And, the, trying to break down the family thing. It was yeah. really like a sign, right? It's, Most cults it's, it's do text, that. It's textbook. Yeah, yeah it is textbook. Uh, yeah, it yeah. is. So mm-hmm. those things. And then, yeah, I took Origins for like three more months. And then in April that time next year, I was, um, my coach at the time pitched me for DOS. Um, yeah, at the beach in Malibu. Right. Um should I talk about that? Or yeah, if yeah, you like, please. Yeah. Well, I mean, because this is all leading to you yeah, eventually so, exiting, right? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I was done with ESP, and at that time I also was done with Jeunesse and done with Origins. So I was right. kind of like leaving everything. Right. And that weekend, I was um, my neighbor, who I've never done anything with, really literally sends me texts and comes to my door, like, you want to be fucked hard at 2 a.m.? And I was terrified right yeah terrified called the police they they didn't do anything because like well nothing happened i was like great (sighs) nobody helped again like which is a bad you know it's just not not how it should work so the next day i called my coach at the time and i told her like this is what happened i'm really scared can i stay with you she's like perfect i'm gonna come into town anyway great let's be in the beach i was like okay so i'll go to malibu we'll go to the beach and she starts pitching me about this amazing new women's group. And she starts asking me, like, how are you doing? Are you achieving your goals? I have this new group. I can't tell you what it is. <laughs> it's a very special group. And you would be perfect for it. Mm-hmm. We need strong women like you, outspoken women mm-hmm. like you. And I was like, well, who are these women? And she said, well, I can't tell you. I was like, well, 
are they from Nexium? Are they yeah. from ESP? And they're like, no, well, I can't tell you. So, well, and she's like, well, you, I can tell you if you sign something and you give me something damaging on yourself, so you would never speak about this group because if if I were to speak about this group, men would want to try to destroy it. Right. We need to protect this group from men, from evil men. Right. And so she asked me for collateral, basically, mm-hmm. and to sign something. And I just, I just was like. I just looked at her and from that moment on, she never looked me in the eyes again. She just kept looking down and I just looked at her and I knew, like, I was so, I, as if somebody was talking to me, yeah. like from above, mm. like it just yeah. came through and I, and it kept saying, she's lying, right. she's lying, it's dark, she's right. lying. Wow. And I just, and I just, I was like, fine, I'm gonna, and I just kept looking at her, I was like, if she doesn't look at me, I know she's lying. Yeah. And, right. I, and I just kept asking her, I was like, is Keith involved in this? I just straight up wow. like yeah. shot good, her between the eyes. It's like, good for you. She's like, no. And it's like, well, who is? Because it sounds really dark and really bad and I don't want to do it. I'm not signing anything. But I was still spending the night with her because yeah, I was, right. again, this just shows you, I was in a scary position, in a vulnerable position, powerless position right. because of my neighbor. And then yet they come in right. as a savior, but yeah. then they try to pitch me for yeah. something even worse. Or, right. It's so, that was really hurtful, to be honest. Yeah. Um, never got an apology for that, by the way, from her. Mm. Never. Um Yeah, because this woman also, you have to understand, was my coach for two years. She, she knows the most intimate things of me about mm, me right so it's really still like um i'm not over it obviously i'm, sure. I'm moved by that sure. right i'm just like wow okay but besides that so we stayed i stayed with her and she kept talking about keith and keith and keith is great and keith is amazing we have to be so grateful to keith and i was like what is all this keith talk and then um at night i went to bed she insisted on sleeping in the same bed, even though I told her, like, I'm okay, I can sleep on the couch. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yet she insisted, which felt to me physically not comfortable to right. be so yeah. close in my space. And it's a queen bed. I'm a tall woman. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't yeah. want to do this. Yeah. But I did it anyway. And the whole night she was texting. Um, and she also lost a lot of weight at that time. And she was cleaning excessively. And I was like, what? and it was clean. It was clean. Right, I was right. like, Why mm-hmm. are you cleaning? And then the next morning, I go to the bathroom, and her phone was laying on the sink open with the text messages open. Right. Oh, wow. And I was washing my hands, and then it's like, ding. And I just was like, I looked down, and I was like, reflex. It's like, oh, there's a phone. And then I, I saw, while I was washing my hands, I saw the text to um, Lauren Salzman, um, where my coach replied to her, I love you, my master. Is this Lauren? And I know Lauren because right, I met right. Lauren at V Week. And right. Lauren is very high up in ESP. She was right. one of the main coaches, main saleswoman, yeah, um, and high ranking, right? You know, yeah. and so, and I've met Lauren. I've talked to Lauren. Yeah. So I was weird. I was like, "What do you mean? I love you, my master." And I just, for some reason, like in my head, I started to like connect what she told me yesterday about the pitch to this. Mm. To other things that I felt like, well, something's off, and I, I started, I got really cold. I got really cold. Wow. Um, my body, I like a shiver. I was like, oh, this is really not good. Yeah. So I dropped her off at the airport. She's like, can you drive me to the airport? And um, I immediately called my friend, who also two friends, Naomi, who wasn't seduced, right. 
and somebody else, I, I don't want to name her name because yeah. she doesn't want to be named. I called her and I told her like what happened. And I said, I'm really scared. This is what she asked me. Uh, I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just bad. And then we, you know, Bonnie at the time was going out, uh, leaving ESP. And mm-hmm. I talked to Bonnie and I. she tried to convince me to talk to Mark because he was on the fence and I was like, listen, this is what happened and I'm scared. So Mark really listened to me mm-hmm. and he, and I told him, please don't tell Keith that I told you. <laughs> um, but, you know, Mark, obviously now that we all saw the vow, yeah, like yeah. he went after it anyway right. and everything came out and, and um, yeah, I told my friends and they told Catherine so we can reach India because that was the first thought. Like, what about yeah. India? Yeah. Um, and so that's when I was obviously done, done after right. this weird pitch and weird night right. with her. Um, and seeing and, the text. And, and seeing the text. Yeah. And the text was just, I mean. So so at that point, did you kind of stop communication with them? At, absolutely. Like, I was very, I was, and I felt bad for a long time. I felt sure, guilty, but sure. I caught out everybody immediately. Wow. I just blocked everybody I mean obviously for you. Naomi no, I, mean, I stayed yeah. in touch with her right, and right. Mark and Bonnie yes of course but right. we were all trying to figure out what's going on mm. but everybody else I just caught ties right away right. I blocked them I moved right. I moved to a different place mm-hmm. um, so, I was very like I'm done oh, like, I can't imagine so was, was there any uh, point that you remember where kind of the the cult word comes up and like you know recognizing that this is something kind of I mean because yeah, that I know for me it took I, I left and it took a, almost two years accepting for me to that get, we were in cults yeah, no it's true because I did make a joke about yeah, that in my yeah, stand up routine yeah. when I wrote it I was like um, you know I'm I'm not in a cult we were yeah. just we were just hanging out yeah. and reciting you know twelve rules of the program like I was just trying right. yeah, I really did no, not want to right. of course acknowledge it's, like it's a scary world. word yeah yeah it's a scary word, word. And, and and it's a scary <laughs> word to even talk with others about because it's such a triggering word because we all have such strong imagery from yeah. what the media is painted because it sometimes feels like a hole you got to dig out of when you use that word but you know that's kind of what it is and so it's tough to so do you remember kind of when you swallowed that pill or I think it was when I was in, uh, living in the canyon and because living in the canyon gave me a lot of alone time yeah. with nature and I was like, wow, this was not what I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> really not. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, about and how long joke was that? About it. Oh, oh, after, it took me like a year and a half. Right. Were you reading anything around that subject matter or anything at that point? Or No. Okay. I really Just, took a break and then until I got approached for the documentary. Uh, seduced? Yeah, seduced. Yeah. I was very... Oh, so you were really early on in your kind of recovery process and they even approached you. Wow. Yes. And I I, yeah. I haven't really looked at it. I yeah. think I just kind of like shoved it on the carpet. And also I was in the middle of applying for my green card, right. which is really hard if you do it the legal way. <laughs> so <laughs> I was very busy with like survival. Right. Um, and then when we started shooting at the documentary, I was kind of forced and I that's why I actually did it. I was like, I'm gonna take this on as a mirror to myself and healing. Mm. Yeah. And obviously it's gonna help somebody else too, but I really need to be honest with myself yeah. and look at this if I wanna move on from it. And that's what I did. And it really dawned on me in the courtroom, I have to say, yeah. when I was yeah. in Brooklyn, because I was going you went to, the, to the to the trial, yeah. For Keith. Yes. Yeah. Any others? What about for Allison? Or no, only, uh, only Keith. Well, I, we, the trial was like six and a half weeks. I saw about a total of three okay. because we flew wow. back and forth. Yeah. And I was 
and the way the lawyer really explained to the jury how um, a cultic experience yeah. works and indoctrination, it just really hit me then and there that ESP was this and my wow. upbringing was this. Wow. So I repeated a pattern because my mm. upbringing was like a, a an mini cult. relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. an right. mini cult-like experience. It's right. all sure. just with one person. Right. All that, what they wanted, I had to follow all the rules and I was physically abused, emotionally abused, like beaten. So it's a cultic experience. It was like, I was just sitting there. I was like, oh my God, because she's like going at him, going right. at Keith. And it, it was a moment inside of me. It was like, wow, this is, I repeated the same. No wonder I attracted this because it's a repetition of what happened to me as a kid. Yeah. And that's, then I broke down crying out and left right. the courtroom. No, yeah. but, it, but it's such a moment of awakening because it's yeah. like anything I always say if, if until you get the diagnosis you can't get the medicine so yes. it, it, as the more horrible part is the limbo where you like what mm-hmm. was this how can I define it how can I relate it to someone else and even though it's a rough word it becomes a turning point to say okay yes and then you can research you know what yeah. those things are and I how they limbo. work yeah now yeah. when things come up I just I want to look at them like yeah. I don't want to waste my time. It's it's yeah. really, right. I think pushing things away or issues away is mm. worse than looking at them, even if it's uncomfortable. You, yeah, because I, it's like a boxing match. Like you, right. it, you're fighting against yourself. Like you, you have to look at it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the fight is going on. <laughs> well, yeah, and and that's why I love to hear kind of since then, kind of your journey with the recovery and kind of the lessons learned in that process. Because I've always said to everyone, you know. Cult life, cult life was pretty shitty, but the aftermath is much tougher as far as taking on that mantle of that experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot of friends and family potentially looking around you going, what the fuck happened? <laughs> that you have to try to find a way to talk to them about it while you're still trying to process your own experience. It's yeah. a challenging time. I think it's much tougher than actually the actual experience of being in the cult because it's pretty kind of set and like, you know, you were, you were defiant, God bless you. But, uh, I was, I tried to be a real loyal cult member and, uh, and being back on my own, I was like, who am I? What am I? What, what do I really feel about things? What do I really want to do? What do so, I believe in? So I'm kind of yeah. curious what your journey's been I like. mean, I have the same, I have yeah. the same feelings. Like, yeah. who am I? What do I really care about? I mean, after we shot the documentary, I really took time just to be alone, yeah, like a lot of yeah. alone time. That's right. part of the recovery and being okay with that and being okay with all that you think and that you feel, but not taking it as your truth. It's very important mm. to just observe and not get lured in. I call it the theater of thoughts yeah. <laughs> because they're like, oh, look at this and look <laughs> right. at that. Like they're running around on stage and right. just like yeah. they all have a role to play and yeah. they go crazy. And yeah. I feel like, yeah, that's how I feel. I, yeah. I'm actually going to write this as a show, I think. You should. As a theater, yeah. as, a, as a play. Because they're just going crazy. And I knew like, well, if I believe them, that's what led me into ESP. Right, right. Believing all this crap. Right, so it right, didn't right. work. Right. Um, the recovery process, I had therapy with somebody that I really liked. She's not a traditional therapist. Um, um, so that really helped. I did that on a weekly basis. And a lot of journaling and a lot of honesty, like breaking down my illusions. Why did I choose what I chose? Mm-hmm. And um, with my family, it was really hard because they don't 
really want to talk about it. Yeah. No, I, I, so I very like, few yeah. people wanted to talk about it. Right. Um, because they were scared. I don't know. Yeah. Like they're that's, just, that's common. They yeah, don't know right? what to say what, or what to and, do and or how to feel. And yeah. that's where the cult survivor community helps out. Like yes. if you can meet other yeah. people, it doesn't have to be the same group. I mean, it's great if it's the same group, but other people have kind of, you know, uh, you know we, we've become good friends, you mm-hmm. know, because you just, you, 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 it's kind of, they follow the same methodology. It's, and I think, yeah. Actually, talking about it with my family would bring up their own yeah. stuff, yeah. right? And like yeah, you said, you they all really were, don't right. want it yeah. in right. front, and I know that, so I'm okay with it. Like yeah. I'm not. That's their journey. I cannot force them on their journey. Yeah. Right? It's mine. Um, and then a lot of art. Like I said, I started painting, which is amazing, and I yeah. really like it. That's great. And in the painting too, like you can, I can see like where I don't want to trust my intuition, and oh, to really go nice. through that and just use it as a mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, what else do I do? I work out. I box. Oh, I started nice. boxing, yeah. which I, I think too. is very important. Yeah. So therapeutic. So, right? So good. And I also- didn't realize how, th- I mean, I sobbed after my first lesson because it yeah. just, it was like cathartic. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. And I, I just appreciate my teacher so much. He's amazing. Yeah. And he really helps me to get back into my body. I think a big part of the healing process is to feel your body yeah. mm-hmm. and to be back in your body. And I think that's also the why a lot of people have a lot of issues because they don't want to feel their body yeah. and what's coming up. But now I know there's no way well, around it. You're well, in the, the body. You know, mm-hmm. uh, one of the most famous uh, books is um, The Body Remembers the Score. And it's it all does. about, you know, uh, I mean, I went back to the place where when I because I escaped from my group, you know, and I, yeah. I literally had to go in the middle of the night, and I went back to that exact piece of property. the The compound we had is now burned and gone, but I went to the precipice of where I had to like run down the hill and, and stay off the road and go a mile and a half to to find the cab. And this is twenty years later. I stood there, and I felt like I was going through it again yeah. in that moment. And mm. I went back there three days in a row, but the third day I stopped feeling it. But yeah, the body does remember the, the story. Trauma goes right in there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to feel it. Yeah. Because it, they say like when an animal, for example, gets hit, yeah. it shakes. Because yeah. it's trying to shake out the trauma out of right. the body. Right. right. And I feel like really doing body work is very important for the mm-hmm. healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And learning, you know, your self-worth. Yeah. Really learning about your self-worth. Because yeah. I think that's why I and a lot of people get into any kind of abusive thing. Because we forget, like, to set boundaries. It's okay to say right, no. It's exactly. okay to communicate mm-hmm. and to practice that, which is very uncomfortable to go out and practice boundaries. Yeah. Because I was so afraid, oh, nobody's going to like me or people are going to leave. And I was like, you know what? If they leave, if I set a boundary, then they're going to leave. Right. It's good if they leave. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's, so, a good, it's a good litmus test, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. It's mm-hmm. the same way I feel about you know uh, just owning my story. If I feel yeah. uh, a, a need to tell the story and someone kind of judges me or whatever i'm like well i don't need that person in my life because <laughs> yeah. right. most people are really receptive and really uh kind and generally i even find some people because i'm this person talking about this crazy cultic experience they're like well actually i've got something i've never talked about that i now feel comfortable to tell them and we have these incredible conversations because yeah. someone feels safe now it's like well if you're talking about that i can tell you about this i've never told anyone and yeah. you have so it, it's it's been a wonderful journey uh in that sense but it takes time you know, it and, takes time you know and, and you're in the earlier parts of it now but, yeah. but you're doing some great things and uh the fact that you're here and talking about it the fact you went on a program i mean it's it's nothing's going to change if everyone stays silent 
Exactly. Right. right. But if we talk, yeah. there's a yep. good chance things can change. And so. And I just want to like show people like, oh my God, why do we have to walk around so perfect? I'm over right. it. I'm done. <laughs> right. Like, we're human. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, human. It's not a big deal. Like yeah. we're here for the ride. You're not less yes. or less worthy or less right. lovable totally. or whatever. Some it people are going to vibe with you. Some people are not. But yeah. that's what it is. Like yeah. This, yeah. I am done running after approval. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I'm exhausted. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm done. I'm just <laughs> right. over it. Like that's the PSA. Like I'm yeah, over it. Yeah, like I'm yeah, just, yeah. which is probably one of the things yeah. you can cherry pick as so beautiful from the experience. Yeah. Cause it's like fast forwarding you to that place. It is. Right. And I think it's a common issue. The fear yeah. of abandonment, the fear of not being liked. Mm-hmm. What, how many times or, do we do things? People pleasing, right? People pleasing. Oh, people right. pleasing. Do we do things deadly. in society? I mean, look at social media. Do we do things to please, to be liked? Mm-hmm. But you're living in an illusion. Like, just right. be yourself and the right people will like you. The people who are meant to be with you will like we'll you. Will be there. And yeah. that's it. And But it's and such I, a gift yeah. that you have now that, yeah. that you earned because you stood up, you left. Now you get to stand in that place yeah. of I'm enough. Yeah. And it's it's freedom. Yeah. It's so much freedom. It took me, I was much older than you before I got to that place, you know, to where, <clears throat> excuse me, um, to where that felt good. Yeah. Where it felt good to say, fuck you or no, yeah. or I don't want to do that. Yeah. Before, <clears throat> sorry guys, mm-hmm. take a step. Before, I I just would never do that. I know. I don't want to hurt someone's feelings no, no, or to yeah. say the wrong thing. I don't want to be dismissed or be excluded or not liked mm-hmm. or not considered for that particular. Especially in the industry. Like yes. Yeah. Sure. Oh my God. And I mean, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. And I, I think that's a, going back to the cultic experience, yeah. if you want to say so, everybody has a cultic experience because yes. you are running around Many, wanting to please and prove so you're liked. Yeah. <laughs> right. And yeah. so I just want to tell people like you're doing this to yourself and that's right. your own like yeah. cult like experience with these rules in your own being yeah. in your own head and it's exhausting and it's not even truthful. Like what do you really want? Just because yeah. you got this from a TV show or from <sighs> the media or from books that he grew up with like what I started to ask myself questions like who am I really like because we get so influenced from from a baby, from everything, and like right. really going back to nature and yeah. like, what do I really like? Yeah. Regardless mm-hmm. of all these influences that have been going on, and we we're so influenced by the screen, like all of us. Oh, yeah. And so that freedom of like finding really myself, and it's still, it's still love acting, still love yeah. movies, but it's a different approach. Right. And it's a different standard of what I'm willing to do. Right. For a for a part <laughs> I'm well, really clear no, sure. like no and yes like right. well, I, which was good I, you took I, your power back yeah. yeah that's just the best way to say it you took your and power back and it's a process too because sometimes sure. we have to keep doing yeah. it you have yeah. to keep taking take, it back yeah. you take some steps back you yeah. do yeah. you start to get more no yeah. yeah and yeah. it hurts like when yeah. now when, I, when yeah. I'm not truthful to myself and like I people please or I yeah. don't set up there's no, my inside of me is like, no, <laughs> right? why, why? Well, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. To me, that's the gift. Like, I love that about me now. And yeah. quite frankly, most people don't have that. They don't have the immediate emotional feedback mm-hmm. where they can go, that doesn't feel good. Something's not right here. Mm-hmm. Like my emotional GPS is yeah. on point. Yeah. Something doesn't feel good. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. And to trust it. And to trust it. Yeah. And very quickly, I, I will re- adjust or reroute my GPS and exactly. go, I'm not going down that road. 
most people, believe it or not, don't have that. Yeah, because it's not taught. It's not mm. taught. Who teaches? They teach you, no, be quiet. Shh, you don't want to yeah. upset Stay anybody. Line, yeah. Right. Stay, Stay in your lane. Stay yeah. in your lane. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not going to make it if you don't say this. Like, that's not life to no. me. Right. Like, I, I want to be free. Well, and you are. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm very excited to see where uh, where you go from here. And yeah. Um, um, I mean, if there's anything we haven't covered, you want to kind of say we're kind of um, wrapping things up, I guess. But, uh, um, you know, I, I've loved... Why did you choose those lyrics? Well, For some reason, it made me think of you, just knowing what, mm. what I saw in Seduced. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I really like them. The song's amazing. You got to listen to I it. I will. It's what is it called again? The Troubles. The and Troubles. I'm, I'm going to read it one more time to yes. close. But um, as if you didn't know already, you are officially invited into our... Survivor to Thriver group. <laughs> we are now all Thrivers. Yeah, I'll right. give you my phone number, email. As much Just as hanging want. out with real people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's so much to yeah, liberating. Yeah. It's amazing. No, it, thank it's you so life. much. Like yeah. it's it's that's what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, no, right. No, you that's know. what you looked for originally. I mean, it's you exactly. Know, I, I I told a friend of mine from the group that I was in. I'm like, I finally feel like I'm doing what I signed up for. Exactly. The backwards way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Full circle. Exactly. What we yeah. all wanted so. to do was help people yeah. and express and, exactly. and, and thrive. And be authentic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 On that note, let me close out with these awesome lyrics, if my voice will let me get through it. <clears throat> Somebody stepped inside your soul. Somebody stepped inside your soul. Little by little, they robbed and stole till somebody else was in control. God knows it's not easy, taking on the shape of someone else's pain. God, now you can see me. I'm naked, but I'm not afraid. My body's sacred, and I'm not ashamed. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, Hoyt, for having me. As always, to our listeners, please guard your hearts and your minds. These belong to no one else except you. We'll see you next time.